0: Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast. It is your host, Father Anthony Tinker, here with the Father Peter Jason McConnell.
1: Hello, hello. Good to be back with you, Father Anthony. It is good to be back. Just the two of us in the studio. Just the two
0: of us, and, and a rare occasion. Actually, we're um, moving in towards a next, our next series, which is going to start up next week, um, God willing. We're going to talk to some of our native peoples. Mm. We're going to move in to talk about some of the history of St. John, some of the missions we serve, and really get into that because the the previous uh, set of episodes went so well. And uh, so if you haven't joined us for the past eight weeks, That's please, we want you to go back and listen to our series on physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological healing. We got a lot of very positive feedback. And we actually wanted to spend a little bit of time today reviewing yeah. uh, those episodes. Yeah, it we worthwhile to do. Yeah, what we, uh, what we learned, what we talked about, and kind of how we can move forward. Because I think a lot of people really touched <laughs> by that. Um, a couple things. One, if you do like the podcast... Please, I know uh, it's We've never done this before. Well, Dan says it at the beginning and end. Oh, we, does he? We haven't done We've it. We've never done this so before. So we want to say, please subscribe to our podcast yeah. wherever you listen. Give it a like. Um, give it a like. It really does help us. We're trying to, to build up our numbers. Um, a lot of people have been touched by these. It's not, oh, we don't care about being famous. Actually, we don't want to be famous. I too. really don't. But I'm trying to avoid it. But I do want people to hear the message. I yeah. think that, that these podcasts did give out. And so to share these podcasts, but also to have people like them, to share them with your friends. And then two, we actually have on our website, if you go to becomefire.faith and go to media, you'll see at the bottom there a way to give us your name and email. If you mm. like So we can be in touch with you and, and send you out um, kind of our newsletters, et cetera. If you are listening to podcast, you don't know much about us, just to be on our contact page. Yeah. Um, so we can be in touch with you um, because we want to... Uh, share, you know, our story and share with you and hopefully you know, We be want to on share the good things the Lord is share doing. We the
1: want Lord the doing. Lord to be
0: famous. We want, I do want the Lord to We be want
1: famous. Jesus and the Father and the Very Holy Spirit so. and the blessed virgin Mary
0: to be famous. Yes. Yes, amen to that. So, with that being said, <clears throat> Um, well, so okay, I guess one other thing, one comment we got was we, people want to go back into healing. Like people are like, can we do, <laughs> can we do episodes on sexual healing? Mm. You know, episodes on, and so we might revisit, you know, these things, um, but please let us know. Another thing to do is let us know if you want certain podcasts, certain ones <clears> that touched you, certain things were like, yeah, we can, love can to you take talk topics. more about that? I, as someone else is like, can you please talk about the blocks and obstacles that stand in the way of healing? Mm. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit really on that important. today, yeah. but to get into that, with some of those episodes where we'll really, we can, um, say, Okay um what do we like where are we in healing what can we do to receive mm-hmm. healing which we're really going to mm-hmm. review again today as we talk about physical emotional spiritual psychological healing so first before we get into some practicals like the sure. and obstacles let's just go through these podcasts yeah um in these episodes and really i'm going to interview you now father Peter. oh boy today. it's going to be your interview we'll,
1: um, do a little, you, we'll do some play-by-play i'll do some color commentary you know that's how know be, my role yeah
0: um Let's start with physical healing. Yeah. That's how we started, and we had this beautiful story of Paolo Girelli mm-hmm. and Paolo Girelli's really um, transformation, yeah. conversion that happened through a physical miracle. There, a miracle occurred mm-hmm. uh, where he saw he died. Yes, you know, saw heaven <clears throat> and came back. And not only that, his whole family, his wife Beth, so, so, spoke so beautifully. Mm-hmm. But the experience she had of the Holy Spirit overcoming her yeah. in the hospital room, <laughs> or sorry, in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, um, and then their sons you know, and they're, how they've come closer to the Lord because of his physical healing. But that physical healing didn't just touch Paul, that it went forth from him to touch his family. And then everyone, mm-hmm. Paul goes around now, the country, giving his testimony. Yes. And people's lives are like, oh my goodness. Uh, people people are, and their lives are very much changed and affected by him. So first I just want to to hear your reflections just upon physical healing itself and why, from your perspective, it is so important that we do open ourselves up to physical healing mm-hmm. and that we do pray for those who need physical healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think, I, I think like the maybe just one word to sort of encapsulate all that is just faith, yeah. um, and and that's what Paul's story gives us. It gives people faith, uh, and and because the because you can see it, you can document it. It's a little harder to maybe track emotional or spiritual. Uh, healings, you know, how that a healing occurred, you kind of just have to take the person's word for it. But we can look at medical records and we can or actually see and experience someone who has been physically healed. So it's something that confronts us that says that God is alive, that God is working, and then so then that then demands a response from us and do we either respond in faith or do we respond uh, in doubt and skepticism and cynicism and so just the and and, and just the the healing that paul experienced i mean that the, that is the physical healing to have uh life given back to you not just you know uh, the healing of some disease or some sickness or some ailment but to actually to be dead and then come back to life—that uh, is, that is a great, maybe the greatest physical healing. And so that then, because of the, the 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 profoundness of the miracle, then can then lead to just a really profound then response in faith, and in faith in that and that God is real, that God is alive, uh, and that God is still doing things. He's still active in in the now, in the 21st century. He's not locked in first century AD Palestine, that he still cares about people today and he's still doing things that we read about in the scriptures. Um, and that St. Augustine tells us that, that every miracle is to help us and is to be just a pointer to the greatest miracle, uh, to the resurrection. Uh, and so that is, that is what Paul's story teaches us, that, that, that he is a God of life uh, and not a God of death. And that, and that, yes, that we will all pass from this life, we will all die, uh, and that there will come a day when, when Paul will go home. Um, uh, but there's the promise of eternal life, the promise of the resurrection. And so that's what these physical healings are. Uh, lead us to and point us to just that, that, that the faith.
0: Yeah, and especially in this in our modern society that everything wants to be surrounded around the scientific method Yeah, and what can we rationally prove and if I can't rationally prove it, it's not true mm-hmm. and, and we're always searching for facts and thinking somehow if the facts are, are truth and, and, and we search for truth mm-hmm. and, and so when we're confronted by a physical miracle where doctors say there is no explanation you yeah. cannot explain this then we have to, we're confronted. We may have to make a choice that says, am I going to let my life be based upon the scientific method and what can be proved, what can I sense, what I can, uh, you know, rationally comprehend, or am I going to make the leap of faith and, and make that jump that says, well, no, I'm going to believe. Most more, than I'm going to believe in the incarnation, mm-hmm. I'm gonna believe in the passion, death, and resurrection. <clears throat> I'm gonna believe in a triune God, even though I'm gonna believe bread and wine actually become the very body and blood of Jesus Christ, even though my yeah. rational mind repels against all these beliefs. And saying, well, it's faith, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that step. And we're confronted by things like Paul uh, Zucrali's story where we recognize that, well, there's an, a limit to our understanding, there's a limit to our reason. Yeah, And, and we have to take things on faith. In yeah. fact, we're taking things on faith all the time. We're taking faith that when that light turns red you know, it, on the other end, and my light turns green, those people are going to follow the red light, and I'm going to be able to not get hit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a, 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 you know, there's there's things where we're taking these steps mm-hmm. of faith, little steps of faith, you know, but we, we rationally explain them. But certain times we can't rationally explain, and God asks us for that leap of faith, which is so beautiful.
1: I would say the other really, I think just really, really powerful aspect of, of Paul's testimony uh, is— Is that it is just this beautiful reminder, uh, of, of, of just the shortness of this life that I think we can get so just focused on the here and the now and, and busy about what we're doing. And then you hear a story like Paul's and it's just this reminder that, you know, one day, all of us, myself, yourself, uh, those that we love, um, are going to pass from this life um that we will stand before the lord uh, and we will give an accounting of our days uh and so that is just such a powerful 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 reminder for us because uh that's not a reality that that is that we like to look at very often um yeah. and then to meet someone like paul to hear his story is someone who has just tasted the other side of of the veil uh it's just a great reminder.
0: Yeah, which is very important. Mm-hmm. It confronts us with, like you said, the decisions we make each and every day. Yeah. Are they are we living for heaven or not? Mm-hmm. And then we moved into Aaron Sylvester mm-hmm. and her beautiful story about yeah. emotional healing. And again, just a powerful testimony she has. Yes. Um, and, and I think what was so impactful to me was how her, there was a time, God had a time ordained for her, for her healing. Yes. That the, she's actually putting up these blocks, that, like these kind of roadblocks that yeah. say, I can't deal with all this trauma yeah. right now. And at first, and I was I even doing the interview, I'm like, aren't these bad things? Mm-hmm. Like, are we trying to avoid these things? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we don't want to live behind the roadblock. But there's actually times when the roadblock can be helpful because yeah. the roadblock says, I can't deal with you right now. Yeah. I'm too young. I'm too immature, et cetera. And so really that was the first thing that struck me was like, mm-hmm. okay, no, we, there's a time and a place. And she's like, well, no, it happened exactly what it needed to happen mm-hmm. for her. Like I was ready. I, I wasn't yep. ready before. I, it happened exactly when I was ready for it to happen, uh, which God's timing is so beautiful. The healing process. And sometimes we get impatient. and Like I want it to happen now. And, you know, make sure, right. do this, do that. And, uh, and God says, no, 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 my timing mm-hmm. when I want it to happen. And we have to fall into his time, you know, his uh, Kairos time, not our Kronos yeah. time. Um and then the other thing and I want you to comment on both these I'm just going to mention them is the fact that she was running to God but running away from her healing that that she was going to church she was going to youth groups, she was going to all these things she was getting really involved in the church she was had however many kids she had at the time and was involved in like nine different mm-hmm. you know groups at the church and and they're like, um that's a little psycho, <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> a bit, you're a little bit over involved here. Yeah. You, know, you got stuff yeah. you gotta work on. And and she's like, what, you shouldn't be involved in this? Isn't it yeah. like just better to do more things for God? Right. And it was only when she was able to step back and like, oh wait, wait, I'm just running away from. Yeah. So there's a time in which the roadblocks were like good for her because she wasn't ready to deal with the things. Yeah. But then when the time came, it was like, Oh wait, we have to take the roadblocks down. No, 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 no. I'm gonna run. But I'm gonna run to do good things. So it's okay because I'm doing good things. Mm-hmm. Both these standing in the way of the emotional healing God wanted to do. So I just want to start there with kind of these two roadblocks, <laughs> sometimes just, just uh, you know, avoiding the problem and to running, avoiding the problem by just pushing it away or to running, uh, and sometimes even to God mm-hmm. and to avoid our healing, which we can do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and how, what are your comments about that?
1: No, that was a big takeaway for me as well. Just the the acknowledgement of, of God's timing of God's providence in all of this. And, and in that, we encounter uh, this, this God who, who loves us so much and, and knows the best way to deal and to handle us, uh, that he knows every hair in our head. He knows every day. He knows every wound that we have experienced, uh, and he has a plan to heal it. Uh, he has a plan to redeem it, and and Aaron's story is so powerful. Uh, and the things that she experienced uh, were, or you know, I don't, I don't even have words. I mean, I feel like just saying that was tremendously difficult is, is so trite uh, to, to 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 describe. You know everything that she went through. Uh, and that, and that the Lord was with her the whole time, uh, and was working the whole time, and had a plan this whole time, and so, 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 and 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 we're all like this. We don't even know what the things are that that we are doing, um, and 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 sometimes, like she was saying, like those are good and necessary things that we uh, are not capable of looking at something yet um and so the mind has these incredible ways of, of compartmentalizing um and just sort of bracketing this thing off so that we can just function and be a, a normal good human being in society and family and and of course it's not perfect of course you can't just lock it away it it, it it seeps out it bleeds over it comes out in different ways and she was alluding to those things and um and so that but that in and it just reminds me of that expression, like in the fullness of time, uh, that, that God became man. Uh, and so just even in the fullness of our own times, of our own stories, God has moments where he's going to intervene dramatically in and that, in that he's just always, always, always working uh, towards it. It kind of makes me think of like a, uh, a GPS, like on your phone. And if like you take a turn, it like immediately like reroute you to the destination, <laughs> and just how how that's kind of like how maybe just in a little way how how providence works, where where we make turns that might not be the straightest line to our destination, but God's like, okay, well I know another route to get us there, yeah. uh, and I'm gonna just send my angels out to orchestrate some things, and I'm gonna just do some things this way and that way, and and it's just he's just always rerouting us to our our final destination, which is him uh and, and the healing that he wants to to give us and for us to experience um and so yeah I, I love that so much and just the just the reminder for us that um whatever you're going through or whatever you've been through that that there is healing for you, and it is going to happen in God's time, which is so
0: perfect. And don't run away from it. Yeah. And, and sometimes the defense mechanisms are hard to see. Yeah. We talked about—someone uh, asked about defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. Like, you can even run—God can be a defense mechanism mm-hmm. where it just over spiritualize everything. Um, I know I have a friend, and she is always positive. Like, she is positive about everything. <laughs> <laughs> um like it's always like oh it'll be okay yeah. or uh, you know not a big deal yeah. i have a feeling someone could come burn her house down yeah. and like try to kill her and her children you know uh, her family and uh and and she like after she'd be like oh not a big deal it's just stuff yeah you know and oh you know like we're okay we survived yeah we'll get another house which those are all positive like yeah. you're looking at it like oh well that's a great attitude right mm-hmm. Well, yes, that is a great attitude, but not if you don't allow the sorrow to hit you. Mm -hmm. Like the the, not if you don't deal with the the pain itself of like hey somebody tried to burn your house down Mm -hmm. and kill your whole family like and just and just to kind of brush it off by by turning towards the it's all going to be okay I'm going to be positive positive it's actually a defense mechanism, Um, turning to God. You know, obviously we know the defense mechanisms of sin, which are really easier to find. You run towards drinking, you run towards and just to numb yourself out, just to avoid the pain. These are all different defenses to not deal with the trauma. That God wants to heal. And so whatever it is in your life that you might be using to avoid the trauma, whatever God wants to heal, difficulties in childhood, difficulties currently, whatever the case may be, I just want to encourage you to like, ask God to reveal this to you. Because sometimes we're blind to them mm-hmm. because they seem like a good thing. It seems like like a friend, a companion that helps us in our difficult times to stay positive. In reality, it's like, well, no, you we want to stay positive, but at the same time, we don't want to... It's too turn too quickly from what God wants to do in the situation, in the healing he wants to use through this time, through this time of suffering, this difficulty, before moving on to the next thing.
1: That really the only way is through. You have to go through it. You have to let yourself experience it. And so we're recording this, maybe somewhat providentially, on the, the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. And we had this beautiful reading from St. Bernard of Clairvaux this morning in our, in our prayer for Office of Readings. And, and he's just kind of like asking rhetorically, well, like, well, didn't Our Lady believe in the resurrection? Like, why would she cry? Uh, and, and he's just like, well, who are you to like? Like you don't understand like her heart, how much it loves. And of course, of course she wept at the cross, even though she knew that in three days her son would rise. Um, and so that that we might have like these examples of saints of what we think holiness might look like, where, where I'm supposed to be detached from material things and I just, um, you know, or, or whatever. And I just forgive and forget and I just move on with my life and, and no, the, the the only way is through. You have to go through the pain. Yeah. Uh, that our lady wept at the cross, even though even though she, she she was probably the only one who had hope and faith
0: that her son would rise in three days. He said it a few times. Yeah. You read the gospel. She like would, yeah. he's, he's actually telling them, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna die, right? Yeah. It's like hello, the disciples are like, What? And it's yeah. happening. She knows. Yeah. A great example. Yeah. She knows the resurrection is yeah, coming. She knows. He knows it's going to happen in three days. She uh, knows when it's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. he said, just like Jonah in the bell of the yep. world, like he's been pretty yeah. you know, blunt about it. And yet she's she doesn't like, like okay, resurrection's coming. I'm just going to avoid the pain. Exactly. And no, exactly. no. She's going to feel let a sword pierce her heart yep. of pain and sorrow and death mm-hmm. and anguish at the death of her son.
1: And it's a holy sorrow. Uh, there's probably a uh, tremendous uh, justified anger as well at what they are doing to her son and to her God um, and and how she carries that and bears that and and and, and I think that's that's just a really good example of, 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 of our lady and our Lord and our lady obviously never dissociated from from any experience um, they had intense joys and intense sorrows uh, and so, I think they can give us courage to live, yeah. uh, to live as humans with all of its frailty, with all of its pain, and with all of its wonders and delight and enjoyment that that you want to taste um, the sweetness of life. But then also we have to sometimes drink the dregs of bitterness as well. Yeah. Uh, but it is always leading us through to an encounter with the Lord uh, at the resurrection.
0: Well, speaking of drinking the drugs of bitterness <sighs> in order to endure and uh, live a better life, yeah. we, we move to Sheila's story. Yeah. A powerful, powerful story yes. on psychological healing. If mm-hmm. you haven't listened to it, please, mm-hmm. I highly encourage you. Listen to Sheila's story because it is. It's it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you want to avoid. You're kind of like, oh, I don't want to listen to this story. I don't want to think that this is how some people's life has been. Right. Um, that's, I mean, it still impacts me. I was, but she says, I was 14 and I ran away because I wanted to be found mm-hmm. and no one came for me. Oh, it just rips my heart out still. Anyway, um, in that in that story, we're talking about psychological healing, right? And, and I said so beautifully, you know, we 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 have to drink the drug, we have to recognize that life has bitterness mm-hmm. and suffering that we have to drain. And we can we can endure the joys and the sorrows, or we can numb ourselves out. And she numbs herself out. Mm-hmm. She turns to drugs and just like, I'm gonna avoid the pain. I'm gonna run. And she becomes a runner. She'd pack up a house like this. And I found particularly her, as we reflected at that second episode. Not just her story, but she reflected upon the lies that she was believing. Yeah. The lies as to who she was, the lies about what, you know, people wanted from her, mm-hmm. the lies about her family, fortune, everything. Just all these lies that just taken away the innocence of this little <clears> girl and made her into someone different. Um, someone who was no longer happy. She was just sitting with people because she just didn't know what else to do. Doing right. drugs. She didn't even want to do drugs. And she couldn't even get out of bed. She was in so much pain. Yeah, um, and And... Again, what's fascinating is we can believe lies. Yeah, like we can, as if they're truth. Um, I use the story often in homilies. Like I knew a girl in college who was anorexic, and she thought she was fat, skinny girl, but she looked in the mirror and saw a fat girl. Like the lie had so pervaded her mind that she her just psychology saw. was just the yeah, psychology. Yeah. The, the brain needed to be healed, and that's really, really sad. But I think talk about healing. Like we need to be healed from the lies that we believe because they can take over. And she, the story, really shows us that.
1: Yes. No, in a very profound and beautiful way and and, and we were kinda of just talk, kinda of talking about that the life has the the, the dregs of, of the bitterness of, of, of the human experience sometime in the human life and 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 the way we're just, you know, we're wired psychologically is that we encounter things, we experience things, and then that then informs us about what is reality, what is real. And so if that is all your experience is, um, that that then is going to really radically, you know, deform the way you perceive the world around you. Um, and and what how people are and what people's motives are and 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 what the world is like that it's just a cruel and harsh and bitter place and and people are just out to use and and so uh, and then you can then see in that, that that really the only thing that can change that psychological um, anguish pain is is the reality of God's love um, that. That, that that God's love enters into her life, um, and she says, oh, "Okay, this is real. This is real, um, and this is what I want. I can I can start to live from this place. Um, I've had this experience now, uh, an experience of God uh, that is that is different. That is that is kind. That is loving. That is merciful. That is compassionate. Uh, is patient. Is tender, and is now." just removing the lies that that are telling her what the world is like and what even God is like um, and, and just that great expression that the truth will set you free um, and you were just kind of saying that like the, the, the lies make us, you know, slaves. They hold us in bondage um, and then the truth of, of who God is and who God is for her um, has now set her on this path of, of freedom where... She's now not just free from lies, but she's free from just thought patterns, behavioral patterns, um, the way she thinks about things, and the way she acts. Whether that's running uh, away, literally just running away, uh, or whether that is, you know, running away to to a substance or whatever that. But 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 the truth, the truth of 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 what is actually real—that God's love is the most real thing—comes um, and and sets us free and 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 transforms us by the renewal of our mind, heals our psychology.
0: Yeah. So we're getting into you know things that stand in the way of healing, which are reflecting upon the healing mm-hmm. that occurred, how we want to open ourselves up to healing, and things that stand in the way. We talked about first with Paul, you know, faith is what we need. Yeah. Doubt can stand in the way. When we don't have faith. A lack of faith can really stand in the way of the healing God wants to do. So we need to have faith. Two, with Aaron, we talked about of running, and we mm-hmm. talked about how you can run towards uh, things, even things that are of God or God, it yeah. can be a means to avoid the healing God wants to do. And so, we have to stop running and get into the silence and let the Lord work. And we talked with Sheila about lies, if we can believe lies, and when we start believing lies, it really stands in the way of God doing the healing he wants mm-hmm. to do because um, the devil's the father of lies, he yes. wants us to believe lies about ourselves, and finally, sin. Really stands in the way, and I think Adam's story really shows that to us. Yeah, Um, our last set of podcast we were with Adam Estevia about physical healing, and in that, there was a uh, a beautiful testimony about for me the power of confession. Mm -hmm. Like he was in a a a bad place, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was living a lot of sin. Yeah, and yet one confession really—it wasn't the final step. It wasn't like one confession in his life was totally different. But it, it was one confession. in life was totally different. Yeah. That he really began a process where he wasn't hadn't fully let go of sin yet, but he'd begun yeah. a transforming process that led him um, fully into into the church and into God's grace. Um, because he knew that it uh, uh, looks back and recognized how sin was really darkening his mind mm-hmm. and preventing him from receiving the um, the healing that God wanted to do in his spirit and his soul. Mm-hmm. And that God did that healing, began that healing process through the sacraments, most um, poignantly through confession.
1: Yeah, you were saying sin. You know, it kind of darkens the mind. I think St. Thomas Aquinas, you know, says that sin. You know, one of the one of the effects of sin is that it darkens the intellect. It weakens the will, um, and you know, it has this capacity to. Um, to I guess when we say just like when it makes our our minds dark, um, it just it makes us kind of dumb. Um, that sin makes us dumb, um, and. And then we just keep going. And, and the more we sin, the darker it becomes. And so we end up then just going back to the thing that's actually making us miserable, uh, actually uh, making our life dark. Um, and it's not the thing that, that is going to, to, to free us. And then the forgiveness of that sin, the, the removal of that uh, is just this, this inflow of just light um, and, and, and freedom and, to then experience, you know, what God wants for us and what God has for us—that that 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 sin actually makes us less human. Um, it, it turns us into something that's beneath our dignity as a human being, and then when we're freed from that sin, we actually become alive. We become a human. We're actually able then to then pursue the things that are then going to make us happy, which is um, just good relationships, prayer, the Lord, the sacraments. And so just how powerful the sacrament of confession is, just one good confession can just clean out all of that darkness. Uh, and then the Lord can just begin to, to work so powerfully in our lives. Um, and I think one of the one of the really profound things for me in Adam's story was the the hidden workings of grace and providence in his, his life as well. Where, um, you know, perhaps we we need healing, and perhaps we also we know someone who needs healing, and just the testimony of his wife and how she was praying for him, even though she didn't know him yet and how that really paved the way for his healing. Yeah. Um, and so we can do the same with people that we love. Um, perhaps our children are caught in a life of sin uh, or grandchildren or whoever it is in, in that um, to keep hope and faith in the power of our prayers that, that God is using them, that they are, are working in some mysterious way to, to pave the way
0: for the healing the spiritual healing for the people that we love. Well, you went in a different direction. I thought you would, but I, yeah. you know, I, your direction was great. I thought you were going to talk about Andrew. Because mm, yes. for me, Andrew was a yes. powerful witness. No, absolutely. Andrew Abs- was like yes. had this conversion experience, and he couldn't keep it to himself. Yeah, that's he's so like, cool. He tell, calls an old friend who is a different year, and he's in one college. He's in another, and he's like, yeah. hey, come take a run with me. Let's yeah. talk. And it just starts pouring out from the depths of his heart about God and yeah. what God was doing. And like, hey, I'm leaving my my yeah. pre-med major to go to start yeah. becoming a priest. And um, and that we like that we need friendship. And just kind of one of the things you said about the healing process. Talk about the things standing in the way. But what do we need to heal? Mm-hmm. We need friends. Yes. Sometimes uh, there's people in our lives who are preventing our healing standing in the way or kind of hindering us because of a life of sin. And we need new friends. Um, to help us, to support us in a mm-hmm. new life that lives and follow the Lord, or even our new friends, we just need some people we can share with. Maybe we have the friends, but we have just been closed off. I was talking to someone the other day, giving a retreat, she was a high school girl. She's like, "Well, I don't want to be a burden to other people." Oftentimes, I think we feel like we're a burden. Yeah. And in reality, when we feel like a burden, we just try to hold on to the burden ourselves, and we don't recognize this beautiful part of the Christian life, and that is to you know carry one another's burdens and like mm-hmm. help each other. Um, to be the, the, the Simon of Cyrene who helps Jesus carry the cross. So we need good friendship. We need, uh, obviously, a relationship with the Lord, but then we need a relationship with other people to help us in the healing process because that is it can be very healing to have people in your life where you can open up to and can help you to enter into uh, coming to a deeper relationship with God and then to share all the things that are maybe standing in the way of what God wants to do.
1: I don't know chapter, verse, maybe you do, Father, but in the book of Revelation... Where they're talking about how the saints and how they overcame by the blood of the lamb yeah. and the word of their testimony. That that Andrew's testimony dramatically impacted the direction of Adam's life. Yes. Uh, and that even, even listening to Paul and Aaron and Sheila and Adam and their testimonies have have dramatically impacted me, you know, and have, have, have are altering the course of my life and, and, and how I think and the decisions that I'm making. And, and I hope they have for you as well. And, and so just how they are testifying to the good things that the Lord has done in their life. And so um, that, that is a powerful, powerful instrument of healing that whatever the Lord has done for you uh, do not make light of it. Uh, that, that is, that, that is the almighty God, uh, has worked in your life and 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 maybe you can just give thanks for the ways in which he has preserved you from experiencing uh really dramatic traumas in your life uh and and you might ask yourself, well, well why me lord why why is my life seem to be kind of so so blessed in comparison and and that's through no merit of our own, no merit of your own, that for whatever reason, the Lord has just given you those gifts and those graces. And so you can just testify to that, that the Lord has has been so good to you and faithful to you or, or whatever, however the Lord has healed you just to, to testify to that um, because it can dramatically alter the course of someone's life.
0: Yeah. Well, perfect transition because far too quickly, we are out of time. Oh no. And that what you to the question I wanted to ask. Okay. It's a little vulnerable question of your testimony. I'd like you to name a way in which you've received either physical, emotional, spiritual, or psychological healing in your life uh, as a testimony to the people of God who are listening to us.
1: Oh, Father, you're trying to, like, pull back the veil of my heart. Uh, that's okay. We had just four amazing people who did that. I, You know, I guess I can do the same. But um, so we talked— a lot on this these i guess probably Aaron and Bo Sheila talked about these grief to grief retreats and so we just uh put one on last June and part of that is you must first attend one to be able to to chaplain one so i had the great great privilege of of going on a retreat and uh just <clears throat> profound i would say emotional and psychological healing for me uh i'm i'm i guess i'm uh for whatever reason nature and nurture i'm more of like a a shy reserved individual and so i like to keep my emotions somewhat even keeled unless i'm watching a football game that's really the only place where (laughs) i allow myself to have maybe more volatile emotions but uh but that retreat just kind of really helped unlock my ability to just get in touch with some deep emotions, process them, allow myself to feel them, experience them uh, in a safe and, and holy way, uh, which was uh, a gift that I'll just be eternally thankful for. So that's a, a very recent example for, for me.
0: You've said a lot of things and nothing at all, all at the same time. <laughs> Uh, okay a plug for grief to grace to all of us um thank you so much father um no I think for me uh, I think just a uh, you know I think for a long time uh, I believed a lie that um, that I was a failure mm. for various reasons I, I mean I don't have time to get into it but I just believed a lie that I was a failure mm-hmm. and so I tried my whole life to like Avoid failing, yeah, and like fa- failure was not an option, and so I was, you know, w- went above and beyond to avoid failing because yeah. I just felt like a failure, yeah. And really, uh, through the power and grace of God and my conversion experience, of the Holy Spirit, like I was able to let go of that lie. It wasn't even the initial part of the conversion; it came a little later to so let go of the lie that like I was a failure, yeah. And to live in the freedom that um, that's not who I am. Like there's a lot of lies that were spoken over me and that I believed, but wasn't really who who I am, yeah. And so to receive that freedom. Especially when feeling that way, when if that's a lie that you're believing and you're yeah. holding on to, I mean, you're living out of. And you can be motivated by that. It's very motivating, you know, not to fail. Sure, of so yeah. Sometimes yeah. you like to hold on. Like, I felt like I wanted to hold on, like, because so, it motivated me. Mm-hmm. But I finally, feel a lot of freedom to be like, that's not my motivation. It's not, I don't live out of a negative, I don't want to fail. I yeah. have a positive, you know, a disposition of who I am as a son of God. Yeah.
1: I understand your question better now and what you were asking of me. <laughs> Um, and so I, I do want to say that I think the the a really profound fruit of that retreat and that experience was uh, just living for as long as I can remember just with just like a burden and weight of shame um, and just carrying that around and and that shame just always just kind of speaking to my identity um, and being able to just kind of lay that down and let that go and, and and be free of that um has been uh been such a gift so Amen. i wanted to i wanted to, <laughs> i understood i understood what you're asking me now sorry i didn't mean to shortchange your question
0: Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for a little bit of vulnerability yeah. from the, on the, from the microphone today just an imitation of those great people who shared I want Amen. to thank again uh, sheila and aaron and paul and Adam for their mm-hmm. testimonies for, for sharing the, what God has done in their lives we pray for all of you who are listening we pray for all those who are struggling whatever ways, any lies you're believing in many ways in which your hearts are in need of healing your your minds, your souls we pray that the grace of God come down upon you that you might receive the healing and grace of God this day especially uh, through the feast of Our Lady of Sorrow she may intercede for you uh, that your heart might be pierced with the love of Jesus Christ and may Almighty God bless you as I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit
1: Amen, Amen. God bless you Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the
0: Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F A I T H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a five hundred one c three charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.